What's up, everybody out there in internet land? Welcome to the Remote Gaming Podcast, episode 18. The RGP is a podcast made by gamers for gamers and comes to you, the listener, each and every week from two friends who live on opposite sides of the country to bring you the hottest gaming news and industry insights, as well as an in-depth topic to culminate our discussion of that great pastime we all love, video games. I'm one of those gamers and one of your hosts, Joseph King. Joining me, as always, is a man who's put more time into Persona 5 than is legally allowed, Kevin Corkum. <laughs> hey, what's up? How you doing? What's up, buddy? Oh, you know, we, same old stuff, I guess. It's it's like Groundhog Day. I just keep waking up doing the same things every day, I feel like, and I go to bed and repeat and rinse and repeat. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it going is, good. It's been a uh, interesting week and a half for me. I am currently on quarantine. Uh, for those listening, that's why we did not record last week. I came down with COVID-19. Yep. And it is so, so how are you feeling? How, you know, how, how bad were you? If you don't mind sharing kind of, you know, your experience with it. So the first five days after I started feeling bad were literally some of the worst I've ever felt in my entire life. I'm still not a hundred percent. I still feel pretty bad today, actually worse than yesterday. Um, but for five days straight, let's see, I was diagnosed last Sunday, about seven days, eight days ago. And then, um, yeah, for about five days straight, I felt terrible. Like I could not get out of bed. I it was like the worst flu I've ever felt in my life. I didn't want to move. I had this constant pounding headache, uh, large amounts of back pain. Couldn't sit still. Fever. It never got incredibly high. Like I've heard reports of like 102, 103 fever with people with COVID. I only got up to I think the highest I ever got was a hundred point three, <clears throat> and that only lasted for like an hour, but it was usually around 99.5, but I could not get rid of it for like two or three days straight. Mm, and then, uh, finally went away. And then on like day three, I stopped being able to taste and smell anything. And I still cannot do that. And it is the most annoying fucking thing on the entire planet. <laughs> like my yeah. wife keeps cooking food and she'll bring it into me and I'll eat it. And she'll be like, it's good, huh? And I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is it good? Uh, you tell me because I've got absolutely nothing. I'm hoping oh, my sense of smell and taste come back, but I mean, they will I come brought... back uh, for sure. It might just take a little bit. I'm glad you're feeling better. It was, yeah, obviously we didn't record last week um, and it was, you know, mainly due to Joseph being bedridden from COVID. I had it um, at the beginning, although I was never officially diagnosed because I had it before they were giving tests out. Um, I can yeah. vouch it is awful. It is not fun at all. Uh, you don't want to get it. And um, it's it. I mean, it knocked me on my ass pretty hard. I was I couldn't I was falling asleep on the couch. I could barely make it outside to walk my dog um, without feeling, you know, winded and, and exhausted. So it uh, yeah. I had lingering effects probably for a good month afterwards as well with energy levels not being back to normal. And I, I, I lost uh, I think I lost taste and not smell. Um, but it's, it's not fun, but I'm glad you're feeling better. It seems like, uh, you know, you're, you're on the, on the mend here, as you said, before we started recording. So all of that is good stuff. Yeah, definitely feeling better that good enough to record. Definitely feeling good enough to play video games. Finally, that was the worst part of it is like there for five days straight. I was, you know, I'm on quarantine. I'm staying away from my wife and my children and I was stuck inside. I locked myself in the bedroom and I was like, well, at least I, I was kind of like, I'm feeling horrible. And I was like, well, at least I can play video games. I didn't even want to play video games. I was feeling so bad for five days. I just laid there and died. <laughs> 
Yeah, I tried to play video games, but honestly, it made me so foggy and so groggy mm-hmm. that I, I wasn't really worth anything when I was playing. Even if it was a single player game, I would forget where I was going. Like it was bad. So yeah, I at least you're back to being able to to do something stimulate simulate the mind and play some video games. Yeah, I get my mind off of all this bullshit because I still have until October 26th um, to be completely quarantine free. And I'm assuming my job is going to make me go get retested, which I'm not looking forward to that again either. Yeah, they probably want a negative test on you. <coughs> not so, fun. Uh, Kevin, what have you been up to, good sir? Um, not much. I've been playing uh, a lot of the Cold War, Cold War beta. Um that's been yeah. fun. I've been enjoying that. Uh, getting that to, ended this morning, correct? I think it's still live. I think they pushed it for another for another day. Oh, um, okay. Because okay. I, I was playing a, a quick match before we started recording. Um, yeah. So I think it's going to be going through till tonight, or at least until probably around 8 p.m., I'm assuming. I don't know that for sure. But um, I've been having a really good time with it. I know you've been playing uh, playing it as well, so I want to hear your opinions. I think... I think the map design is is pretty solid. Um, I think there's some massive visibility issues. I'm having a hard time locating enemies sometimes, uh, blending in with the background. I know that was a problem with Modern Warfare when it first came out as well. And I think it just the the maps are really beautiful and they they're highly detailed. And I think it's more difficult to to point, to figure out motion or especially if someone an enemy is standing still, it's pretty hard to see them. Uh, so they've got to fix that. I'm get I'm dying gunfights that you know I, I should be at least being able to challenge but i can't see them so i can't return fire um the maps uh, feel really good they feel a little samey to me i was, I was just kind of playing a little bit and you know you've got either the left or the right side that's a little bit more prone to to the sniper or long distance medium range gunfight gameplay um and <clears throat> which happens in both the miami map and uh is it the moscow map i think that both kind of have those alleyways you're talking about satellite the desert map yeah satellite as well yeah that whole right side is super open um so it i mean it's i I really like it i think the i think the multiplayer is going to be better than modern war warfares uh i'm interested to see how warzone integrates and i know it's going to kind of be its own thing but tie in and i'm interested to see how that's going what do you think of the cold war beta I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I thought the shooting felt better than Modern Warfare. Even um, it felt me- it felt more arcadey yes. than Modern Warfare. Um, it it didn't feel as responsive like uh, like the MP5 felt completely different than the MP5 in Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. I like the shooting in Modern Warfare. I thought they they improved on like when we first played Modern Warfare after it came out in 2019. I was very impressed with how the shooting felt. I like how the shooting feels in this. It does feel different than any other Black Ops game, uh, but it does feel a little bit better, in, to, in, at least to me, um, than Modern Warfare. I did like the shooting. Um, the graphics are okay. Uh, I think in some parts they're better than Modern Warfare. I think it's going to look better on PS5 and Xbox Series X, obviously. I agree with that. Um, and I think it's going to run better, too. Um, there's been a lot of complaints I've seen on Twitter and in the community that this game is not like a lot of people are hating on it. And I don't really get it. I feel like it, I think the map design so far has been better than Modern Warfare. And I because if you look at just a lot of the Modern Warfare maps that are out now are rehashes of some older maps, but um, the maps 
the original maps, I think this the original map design for Modern Warfare is poorer than the maps that are in this Cold War beta. I like the map design. It feels more like Call of Duty. It does, yeah. I really like the map design. I was I was disappointed with the skill based matchmaking because I played yeah. the alpha, so they already had kind of put me in a higher skill base, and I started playing the the beta, and I'm like, what the. F-? I'm like, everybody is so fucking good around me. They're hitting like insane shots. I'm like, I've got to be playing with, you know, the top 20% of players. And every game I get into is sweaty, like really, really sweaty. And I've only had one game where I popped off and done really well. Other than that, it's like they want to keep everybody's KD right around one, 1. 1.5, you know, and that, and it's, it, I just want public matches to be public matches and i want there to be a mix of good and bad players and and i think that the competitive skill-based stuff should go to ranked i yeah for sure and i think that they're every black ops game has had ranked in it so i'm hoping that they do that i hope that public is just public and there is a ranked mode i've got some friends from high school with that i've been playing with and we've kind of just uh talked about we're gonna set up a squad and uh uh, grind through ranked if they do add it which i'm hoping that they do i think they will and and they need to and that's that's where you want to get your competitive stuff right you you want to play when you're playing overwatch and you get into you know a public match i don't think there's skill-based matchmaking um in in that that's why they have their ranked um playlist that's so popular um mm-hmm. which kind of is going to segue me i have been playing overwatch a lot that's another game i've been playing um, I, I did the placement stuff for ranked and I've been playing that a little bit. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's still really fun. I enjoy it. Uh, it's hard when you're playing I, with random people, but I heard the um, meta for overwatch is better than it's ever been. Like it's in a really good state right now. It is. Overwatch is in a really good state. It was rough the last time, last couple times I've tried to play it. I didn't really want to. Um, want to deal with it but i've jumped in and the meta seems really good um a lot of the heroes are being used a lot of different heroes a lot of good combinations um so it's nice to see and uh you know the overwatch community is always always great you know even the randoms are, are typically speaking uh, very nice that i run into and stuff like that so um yeah it's been a pleasant experience and if you're thinking about jumping back in or you kind of want something else competitive to play um, I, I recommend getting back into Overwatch because it's it's in a really good place. Hmm. Nice to know. I, I might check that out again. Um, I still have it on my PC to download. Um, I have been just getting right back into where I feel like playing video games again. I've been playing uh, World of Warcraft uh, pre-patch for Shadowlands just launched. Um, Shadowlands has got delayed until uh, late December, I believe. But pre-patch is live right now, and I'm uh, I was trying out the new. Uh, streamlined new player experience, which is very cool. So if you are have always kind of thought about dipping your toes in a world of Warcraft, now is the best time ever to do so because they have a new starting area um, <clears throat> that kind of streamlines you through, like it explains the systems very well. Um, and then once you finish that little campaign once you get to level 10 it will take you to your main city if you're on the alliance that's stormwind if you're on the horde that's orgrimmar and then it will kind of walk you through the town and show you where everything's at and show you what to do and this is something that world of warcraft never has done before and you kind of have to uh it can always be intimidating for new players right um i think this is a great way to get new players engaged um 
There's also tons of new customization options. The menu when choosing your class looks way cool now. Uh, I know that sounds kind of nerdy, but it's been totally revamped. It looks really good. There's lots of customization options. Um, and then I have uh, just been doing that, getting things ready. I'm creating a new character uh, because with every expansion, the meta kind of changes. Uh, one of my mains was a Fury Warrior, and they are kind of going... Uh, to the bottom tier of DPS now. And so I've created a different character that I plan on leveling up to uh, do the in-game content of the new expansion. Nice. Yeah, World of Warcraft, I so I, I ended up getting a PC and then I returned it this weekend. I don't know if I told you, but um, it just oh, wasn't you didn't working, tell me right? I took it back. Okay. So it just, it wasn't, I couldn't run anything but Valorant. Like literally not anything, even on lowest settings. It There was some kind of, I think it was a power issue uh, or or something like that. Um, so I I brought it back to the shop and they gave me my money back for it. And I was like, look, I I, I just can't. Like I, it, it should work. It doesn't work. I don't want you to fix it. I'm just going to go take this money and, and not spend it on a, on a computer at the moment. I think the way I'm going to end up going is I'm going to get uh, an NZXT pre-built uh, at some point okay. in the next couple months and, and, and doing that and just kind of upgrading it from there. Um, cause from the research I've done, they, they're actually the only pre-built company that people who build PCs, you know, uh, tell you to, to, to buy cause most yeah, pre-builds yeah. are, are absolute crap. So I, I think I'm going to go that well, way. It's not that and they're crap. Some... It's a lot. Most of them are overpriced. People are paying way too much money for the parts that are inside them. Right. And I've, I've done some research and, and NZXT, it's usually about, um, $50 to a hundred dollars cheaper to build it on your own. And, uh, that's, I mean, to me to have someone build it and ship it to me and it has, they're pretty fairly priced. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a pretty good, um, a pretty good investment for me, but we were playing some Valorant. I, I, I got into mouse and keyboard. If there are any console plebs out there thinking, wondering, you know, what's it like to, uh, switch to mouse and keyboard after only playing on a controller and it's difficult, but it's, uh, it's kind of a fun challenge. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, you, we, played, we played we, we played some matches together, and you you really started there after a, you know a while. You started kind of holding your own and, and getting the hands and used to it. And plus, you know, for for you to go from controller most of your life to switch to mouse and keyboard, and then to play one of the hardest mouse and keyboard games out there, like games like CS:GO and Valorant, are way different than any other shooter. Right. I I, I gotta I commend you for that. Yeah, it was fun. I I really had a good time. Just kind of like getting in and, and doing the the training and, and making sure I can move and, and, and aim and everything's kind of fluid. You know, you kind of want a, a good flow. Uh, so I felt like I was getting movement down. It was fun. So when I get a PC, obviously, again, I'll be jumping back into that. Uh, it says you've been playing Metal Gear Solid 5. All right, how close are you on the plat? Give us the update. So I'm I'm still kind of about where I was. I'm finishing the missions. I there's I've I've, I've beat the game obviously years ago, but uh, there's so many mission tasks that you have to complete. Uh, you have to get S ranks on all the missions. I'm I'm trying to knock that out and get all the mission tasks. And then after I do that, all I have to do is go in and find all the uh, animals, and I will have the platinum. Um, I've kind of taken a break from that because what I also was doing at the same time was I was uh, trying to get the platinum for. Metal Gear Solid 3 on the PS3 in the HD collection um, because I was just kind of on a Metal Gear kick <clears throat> after playing so much 5 I went and played 3 and I've got 
all but one trophy uh, for the Platinum <laughs> Trophy for Metal Gear Solid 3. I, I missed uh, some little collectibles that I have to... There's these little Kermit the Frog looking things that you have to shoot. And I guess I missed a couple of them, so I missed that trophy. So I'm one trophy away from that, and I may go back and redo that someday. I don't I don't know, but uh, <clears throat> just, yeah, just kind of change of pace waiting for... Basically, I'm at this point, I'm just waiting for my PS5 and Cyberpunk is, is basically <sighs> what's happening. I cannot wait. Okay, so I also jumped into Ghost of Tsushima Legends, which is the <coughs> new multiplayer um, mode. So I I didn't play. There's like a story that you can co-op. I didn't do that, but I did play a couple um, of survival matches. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's all combat, essentially, right? And they're going to have a raid. I'm really interested to see what that's like. But the, the survival mode was really fun and... Um, a little samey obviously that's what survival modes are and the people i were playing i was playing with were not very good um so it was a little frustrating um but i think it's got a lot of potential there's a lot of content there and for free it's pretty it's pretty amazing i i want to jump into the the story of it a little bit more the co-op and run through it with somebody and and just kind of get a little bit more of that story that i've been kind of craving but not wanting to play single player because I played another two and a half, three hours um, of the regular campaign. And I was just kind of streamlining things, but I got bored and didn't want to play it anymore. So uh, I think Legends is is great because I love the combat. And I think I'll be able to clear out all of those survival modes. And they have a lot of gear. You can make your, um, you know, you can make your ghost look super cool. Uh, it's, and they're it's adding really a raid, great right? Is yeah, there's heard? a raid coming. And that's, I mean, that's, that's going to be really, really cool. I can't wait to see what that's like. <laughs> it's going to be really awesome. So, yeah, I, I, I plan on picking that up very soon. I think they just said recently that that is now because they hadn't. And I think now it is going to be a, a game that is coming to um, PS5 as an upgrade. I think they did. I think I read somewhere that it will be a free upgrade for those that own it on PS4. Yeah, 60 FPS, <laughs> which is going to be. Ooh, incredible. So uh, before we get into the news, we did get one email this week. Uh, we got an email from David from Ohio. If you would like to write in like David does, you can reach us at remote gaming podcast at gmail.com. David writes in and says, what's up, fellas? Long time. First time. I just want to know what are your top three RPGs of all time? Holy shit. Um, well, <laughs> right off the top of my head. I did not. I saw this email, but I didn't prepare for it at all. So, um, Kevin, can you give me uh, we don't even have to give in any particular order but give me okay your number three all right my number three is going so we're going we're going three two one um sure and it doesn't have to be completely in order just what's okay your, all right well then you i'm go, gonna say I go, you go i go i'm gonna say pokemon is one of my top three rpgs of all time because Very of nice. its simplicity and it got me into the genre so i gotta give the nod to pokemon Pokemon is great. Um, which one was your favorite? Yellow, probably. Yellow, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yellow, yellow, yellow was there. I played it, like all like I was so huge into Pokemon Red, Blue. I played both of those. Um, you know, I used to do the cheat where you could get the missing number uh, mm-hmm. to farm rare rare candies, get all your Pokemon up to level one hundred. Um, I played that, and then I played Yellow, and then uh, man, the one that I really loved the most was uh, Pokemon Silver. Mm. That's a good <laughs> um, when it when it first came out. It was on the uh, Game Boy Color as well, and then they made a, uh, a um, 
Game Boy Advance version, which is a lot better, um, kind of like they did with Fire Red and Leaf Green, which are um, great too. Really good. Those are fantastic games, and they still hold up today. Um, I have a uh, it's packed away, but I have one of those uh, Retron gaming systems yeah. that you can just plug any old game, and it has a port for Game Boy Advance games, which is two of my favorite games. Uh, probably in my top fifty of all time are Castlevania: Circle of the Moon and uh, Pokemon fire red and so just popping that up and being able to play on tv is very nice yeah um, but yeah uh my number three rpg would probably i'm gonna have to go with uh the elder scrolls six sky or five <laughs> skyrim um man have i put a lot of time into skyrim i have never to this day i've beaten the main story as far as like the big spoiler i'm about to spoil a uh, uh what i guess it's uh a nine-year-old game at this point i'm gonna spoil i'm gonna spoil the ending you turn into a dragon i've gotten to that part <laughs> as uh, if you couldn't see it coming from the first second yeah. everyone calls you a dragonborn <laughs> yeah yeah i've gotten to that part where you're in sovereign guard and you turn into a dragon you fight alduin and everything like that i've done that but as far as like finishing the war campaign i still to this day have never finished that story and skyrim i've, I've probably a- s- started skyrim thousands of times new characters thousands and thousands of times me too and i i i'm struggling i i want to put it on my list um but i don't i i think skyrim is such an incredible rpg and i think it's really janky and has a lot of charm and the world is just so immersive and fantastic i started a new uh playthrough on my switch and you know got through most of this campaign like that story you know mainline story um but i was just kind Mm -hmm. of branching off and doing uh, other stuff too and um the the sense of discovery in skyrim is something that i really love and i think the world is really well crafted uh so you know what fuck it yeah i'm putting skyrim on skyrim's gonna be it's gonna be my number two i mean it's real it's a really good game there are a lot of games that i mean I, you could put witcher there and there are there are other ones that i'm sure you know i'll look back on this podcast and be like gosh shit i should have picked that game but i'm gonna put skyrim on i think it's i think it's well deserved at number two yeah i my number two and number one are kind of off rpgs i guess you could call them they're not uh the typical sense create your character go from scratch bubble actually Actually, I'm going to take that back, man. Okay, tell you what, I'll give you Skyrim for your number two. I'm going to say for my number three is going to be Bloodborne. Um, My number three would be Bloodborne because uh, that's a game. I love all the From Software games. Um, It is an RPG. Uh, It does not have story as really much as an RPG as other than uh, the role playing elements are you're leveling your character up, you're creating them, you're... uh, improving your abilities as you go um but as far as like a traditional rpg that you were the hero trying to save the world you are that in bloodborne but it's just the story is just not as fleshed out as most rpgs but it is technically considered a action rpg um so yeah number three would be bloodborne number two <clears throat> i gotta I, I don't know why i forgot this but i, I gotta put world of warcraft in there um Mm. It's an MMORPG, um, but yeah, all three of mine are going to be kind of off RPGs uh, in the traditional sense. Um, but yeah, you, you know, World of Warcraft, I started playing in 2006, and now I'm pretty more, I'm probably more heavily invested in World of Warcraft than I've ever been. 
I enjoy it. I enjoy classic, even though I have not played classic in forever. I but I I enjoy retail a lot more. Um, it is very similar to uh, Destiny, and Destiny could be up there for me. Um, but I I just like World of Warcraft a little bit more because I'm getting a little bit better at it, and I'm and that's always something that I've wanted to do. What's your number one, Kevin? This is. <sighs> This is a tough one because it's debated of whether or not this game is really considered a role-playing game. Um, but Kingdom Hearts is up there for me. Um, I think there is there are a lot of RPG elements. Uh, you know, you have a party and all this stuff. So I would say that. But Persona 5 is a JRPG, and I'm going with that. Persona 5 is probably the best RPG that's, I've ever played in, in my I life, hands down. Picked. I figured you would have picked that. It's it's incredible. Like the the writing, the characters, uh, the combat, the dungeons. It's it's just solid. It's really really solid. So I'm a, I'm gonna go Persona, Persona Five. My number one is gonna be. I'm not gonna talk too much on it because I already have so much on this podcast. Um, my is my number one video game of all time, The Witcher Three. Uh, it is uh, an RPG of, of the sense that you are leveling up Geralt of Rivia. It is that's the the problem with it, right? Is you're not creating a character. Most RPGs you right. create your own character, you tell your own story. Uh, you are living living in the world of Geralt of Rivia and in his world of the Witcher, but it, it is probably has some of the best elements of any RPG that I've ever played. Um, I love high fantasy. That's why I love games like Skyrim, World of Warcraft, and uh, the Witcher. Uh, high fantasy is my jam. And so I, it's just, it's the best one I've ever played and it beats out any Bethesda game hands down. So that's why I'm so excited for cyberpunk and who knows we may, David, we may come back to this list and we both, both might have cyberpunk on our favorite RPG of all time by the way, when it's all said and done. I, I think, I honestly think that that's going to be the case. I can't imagine <laughs> not liking cyberpunk more than Skyrim. I just can't imagine. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Like, there's no way that Skyrim still holds up as a better RPG over everything that CD Projekt Red has accomplished. Um, but David, we thank you for writing in. If you would like yes. to have a question, comment, a concern, something right on the air, if you want to argue at us, you want to bitch at us, okay, let's let's do it. You know, presidential debates are coming this week. Let's have a debate <laughs> on the show. Tell us something that you don't like that we like. Come on, let's fucking fight. Fight me, Come bitch. On. No, I'm just kidding. Come on. <laughs> reach won't. out to us at... <laughs> you won't. Reach out to us at remotegamingpodcast at gmail.com. Kevin, let's kick yes. it over to the news. What is our first news topic this week? All right. So a little bit of a light news week, but this was a big, uh, a big thing that came up. Sony is aware of the PS4 Party Chat mess post, firmware 8.0. Looking into feedback. This is from Sharif Saeed over at VG247. Recent changes to how parties work in PlayStation 4 have certainly not been popular. Sony acknowledged the response to one particular change made to the PS4 recently. With the release of the latest firmware, likely to be the last major update for the seven-year-old console, Sony changed uh, the structure of parties. Previously, anyone with a PlayStation Plus pres- uh, subscription could start a party and invite others to join them in-game as well as, obviously, voice chat. Invites could be sent out to anybody, friends or others you meet online, and everyone went their separate ways once the party had disbanded. With the new firmware, Sony made it so that PS4 parties are tied to message groups. This isn't much of a problem if you all if you only really have a couple of friend groups you pl- you chat and play with. But it is needlessly complicated for those who just want to create a party with someone who isn't in the same group as they are. Uh, it was what was previously a single click to a random 
what was a single click to invite a random to party chat, that doesn't make any sense, has now turned into creating a new group and inviting them to that, then to party chat. This is obviously uh, an unnecessary hassle, particularly for those who don't tend to stick with the same group as they will now end up with dozens of messages in groups for every party they join. This is what Sony said. Hey folks, we just wanted to let you know we're looking into your feedback on the recent changes to parties on PS4. Thanks for speaking up. We'll keep you posted. So they also had to apologize for the confusion around a voice recording feature added with the same firmware. The platform holder made it possible for players to record a few seconds of party chat when they want to report abusive or inappropriate behavior. The wording, however, coupled with Sony's trademark fire and forget approach to communication led to some to believe that the company was recording their party chats for their own needs. Yes. Uh, the PS4 update is awful. Um, it has made things more difficult. It's slowed down just about everybody's PS4. Um, it sucks. What, what do you think, Joseph? Yeah, I hate 8.0 really bad. And I, I think I'm, I, me and some friends were talking the other night and, you know, obviously this is to, to coincide with, uh, to try and make it compatible with PS5 party chats. So you, people that are playing like Warzone on PS4 can play with people right. on PS5. Um, it's just coming up with a bunch of compatibility issues. I've, I've had, it takes, I've had games like not load. Like I tried to do fall guys the other day after the update and I was stuck on the, the display screen for probably 20 minutes. I just left it alone. Cause I wanted, oh I just wanted to see before I cl- force closed it. And, and it wasn't frozen. Cause it was still like, it still said loading. Um, but it just was taking forever. Um, there was another game. Uh, I tried to get into modern warfare to play some gun gunfight and it was having trouble registering with the online. Now I think they went out and did another patch cause there was a small update overnight that my PS4 did. Um, so I think they did a, kind of streamline some of that stuff. But as far as like the parties go, we were in a, uh, I was playing with my guys on call of duty the other night and, um, it was, uh, we had to somebody wanted to invite somebody to their friends and they had to suggest them like you always do. And then you had to go in and it's just, I don't like it. I didn't like the way it looked. The interface was bad. And yeah, I, the good thing is right. We won't have to be dealing with this for much longer because we're going to be going to PS five. I don't say really plan on turning on my PS four that much longer after November 12th. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. I'm probably going to sell my base PS4 and just keep the Pro and and have the um the PS5. But yeah, it's just an annoying thing that we have to deal with for the next couple of months or not even, holy shit, not even next month. Not even. Um, yeah, next and month. And then and then um we'll have A month from today beautiful. Cyberpunk comes out. I'm so excited. I oh, the new generation is has got me really hype. Um and we'll talk a little bit later about uh, UI stuff that was released, but uh, it's just made me pretty excited for the power of the next generation of consoles. Yes. <laughs> All right. Number number two. This comes to you via VG Tour twenty four seven by Sharif Said again. Um, Microsoft may yet end up shipping Halo Infinite campaign and multiplayer separately. Uh, it sounds like Microsoft is keeping an open mind when it comes to Halo Infinite's release structure. Halo Infinite, which was supposed to be Microsoft's big part, first party launch game for Xbox Series X, ended up getting delayed, leaving Microsoft's lineup this November devoid of new first party games. Reports about the state of development that 
led to the decision to first place our plentiful. Uh, but Microsoft itself suggested that it had considered splitting campaign and multiplayer in order to make launch. Uh, according to Xbox chief Phil Spencer, things may end up going that way still. In a wide-ranging interview with Kotaku, Spencer revealed that the decision with to which to part of Halo Infinite will be released first, or whether a staggered release is even on the curds, is entirely up to developer 343. <clears throat> Quote, Bonnie Ross, head of Halo franchise, and the team will go drive those decisions, Spencer said. But I think I want to make pe- make sure people feel like they have a Halo experience. I think we can look at those options like that. So, yeah, I think that's something to think about, but we want to make sure we do it right. Uh, as part of the same interview, Spencer weighed in on the possibility of more Xbox games coming to Switch and shared his confidence that the $7.5 billion purchase of Cinemax can be recouped without having to make Bethesda games available on other platforms. Um, so... We're just going to talk about this real quick um, uh, with the whole Halo thing. Kevin, we've already discussed that 343 might be in dire straits. Uh, What do you feel if this game releases in two separate parts? Um, I guess it kind of would depend on what came out first. I think if they released multiplayer first, that might be uh, problematic. I think if they release the campaign first, it might be a little easier for them uh, just because, you know, when when people get the multiplayer and they have the guns, I think it makes the campaign a lot less interesting when you're not picking up certain weapons for the first time or or whatever, depending on how you want to play. Right. But Halo has always been both very multiplayer and very campaign heavy. It's one of those few franchises that um, have accomplished a good story and also a good multiplayer. Right. So I just. It would be terrible if they had to split it up, period. But I think it would be less terrible if they launched the campaign first and the multiplayer after that. Um, I What do you think? I, is that like a crazy opinion? It's not crazy. I, I do think that the, this is going to be not good for Halo fans. Think about the last Halo um game right they got released people didn't like the story they didn't like they playing as Locke. and then before that the master chief collection had so many issues a very rocky launch and so people are wanting a really good halo experience and if they release it in two separate parts i think that's bad news for the halo fans of the halo community um i think that uh, a lot of people are looking forward to playing a good halo multiplayer again i think it's cool that this halo is going uh open world um, and is going to be bigger than any other Halo game before it. I think that's cool. I think people are going to like it. I think the campaign is going to be good in the sense of a Halo game, uh, but people are going to want their cake and eat it too, and they've been waiting for this game for a while, and it's already had been delayed. They need to ship it in one complete piece, in my opinion. I To, to, to ship you know, the campaign first and then add multiplayer later, you're going to be singling out a majority of your player base that just wants to play campaign. Um, I, I, I really think as good as the campaign can be and the fact that it is going open world, people really just play Halo to play multiplayer. And so mm-hmm. um, same thing with Call of Duty, right? Like you play you play the game to play the multiplayer. And if it's not there at launch and even and like you said, if you launch a multiplayer first, I think you're you're bastardizing your campaign. You're taking away the interests uh, from it, the secrets that can come out of it, the weapons, the characters, skins, and things like that, that you're going to be tied to the campaign. So no, I I think this is bad. So just to play devil's (laughs) advocate here, right? Obviously, Ghost of Tsushima launched a multiplayer after release, 
And The Last of Us, pretty famously, canceled their multiplayer and said it's going to come out at a later date. Do you think... And, and both sold very well. Do you think that if Halo did the same thing, released the campaign first and multiplayer separately after the fact, they would still do gangbuster numbers? Or do you think uh, that those are like it's a, it's comparing apples and oranges? It's apples to oranges, in my opinion. You're okay. comparing two, two games that uh, are known for their single player, right? Like Last of Us, people just cared about the story. The n- the multiplayer from the last of us one one while good is not what made that game sell. Uh, what's made halo sell for years and years is the community that plays the online multiplayer. I'm sorry. I've, I know I'm going to offend some people when I say this, but the story of halo is kind of just generic and bland for the most part. As far as the games go, I know there's a lot of extended universe. There's some really good books out there um, that expand that universe and that world. But there's you're you kind of you're you're getting you know what you're getting with Halo, right? As far as the story goes. You're gonna go in, you're gonna save the world, Chief's gonna show up and blah blah blah. People play Halo to play <laughs> the multiplayer. And and that I think that is apples to oranges. Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up just to be just to be fair, because I feel like we it, don't I, Sony I get it slack on that. But I know that they're different games. I just wanted to be, you know, suppose that you're right. No, like yeah, I mean there's there's like what 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 is that called? Uh their multiplayer for the last of us what is that called that mode uh, factions yeah factions right like there was a ton uh, it developed a cult following there were tons of people that enjoyed that multiplayer that never even really gave a shit about the story that never really cared about the last of us part one they liked that multiplayer so from from that sense yeah sony needs to get on uh, the ball and bring that shit forward because i i'm interested to play it i i haven't touched the last of us since i rolled credits you know so um right. hopefully that can bring some people like myself back. So I do get what you're saying, but like Halo is bigger than The Last of Us. You know, do you right. see what I'm saying as far as like yep, a absolutely. community goes and yep. multiplayer and things like that? So I, I think it's bad to not release both at the same time. I uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, they got to do it both. All right. Moving on to the next thing. So this is kind of a really long article from IGN about the PS5's UI reveal. Uh, it says the five biggest game changer changers. This is by Jonathan Dornbush. Uh, he is the host of the Beyond podcast over at uh, Beyond IGN and Beyond, and the uh, the head of PlayStation over there. I believe could be wrong about that, but uh, I'm going to kind of do an, uh, a little bit of reading him and then interjecting myself just to kind of speed things along, so I'm not reading for ten hours. Um, so let's talk about the most obvious upgrade: PS5's PS5's UI looks fast. Um, so they were bouncing around, jumping in and out of games, uh, and doing a lot on the, the main menu there. And it looked very zippy. It almost made, it's just laughable how bad the PS4 runs when you're watching how quick, um, the PS5 is loading everything and moving, pushing through menus, um, control center activities card. So Sony spent most of the time talking about PS5's new control center view. On the PS4, pressing the DualShock 4 button kicks you back to the dashboard, while holding the button down for a few seconds brings up a shorthand uh, version of the UI, and a slow one at that. On the PS5, it looks like pressing that button on the DualSense brings you to the new control center, which allows you quick access to most of the features you'll need in-game, like notifications, your friends, download status list, and even the power settings. But most of the real estate is taken up by cards, which look to introduce some much-needed additions to the PlayStation experience. Cards will look familiar to anyone who spent time in the Apple App Store UI, but Sony's take offers a row 
of bold images with limited text up pop over your over your in-game screen offering you to quick access uh, sorry offering you quick access to a variety of ps5 and game options some cards will allow you access to a media feed or of news or new trailers for games you're following while another holds you your recently captured media. Both are easily accessible evolutions of what you can do on the PS4, but it's the activities card that makes the biggest change. In Sackboy, for example, players can track progress of certain objectives, like levels they've played, trophies they've earned, and even ones suggested by the system. So what did you think about that little pop-up? Did you watch the um, the UI reveal? Uh, no, I didn't. I checked out bits and pieces of it afterward. It look it looks very cool. I like the way it looks. It looks clean. It looks crisp. It kind of reminds me of the Vita um, UI mm-hmm. a, a little, little bit, a little bit for sure. And um, it it is very fast. It's uh, it, it's very similar. I think it's a lot of people are kind of getting their rocks off to this. I'm like, okay, whatever. It it, it looks cool. It looks about, it doesn't look that much different than what we have now, other than you, the game display is kind of front and center uh, for what you're kind of choosing. Yeah, it's interesting. And I don't think that all of the developers are going to completely use the UI and the whole, you know, get help. And, you know, essentially you can watch a video at the same time as you're playing. So you can follow it step for step. Um, a lot of different integrations like that, which are which are very, very cool. I don't really think they're earth shattering by any means. I think it's cool that the console has the power to do that. That's kind of more where I'm at. It's not necessarily that I think a lot of these extra, you know, bells and whistles are going to make my gameplay experience that much better. No, as much as no. we have a powerful system now that can multitask. And thank God, because if you try to do anything at the same time on the PS4, it's the slowest uh, it's just awful. You know, it's almost, yeah. you almost want to quit out of your game, do what you need to do and reload the game. And it would be quicker than doing it at the same time. So I'm just yeah, excited sure. that the PS five is going to be easy and fast and snappy. That's all I want. Yeah. The, the thing about it too, like I saw on the internet, a lot of Sony ponies were talking about how great this looked compared to the Xbox series X's user interface, which I've seen and it looks pretty cool and it looks just the same. I mean, or not the, just the same, but it looks, looks just as good. I don't think there was any difference to be like, Oh, Sony's user interface is better. Who gives a shit? Like stop, stop the, stop the nitpicking. Um, Xbox. Uh, have you seen the uh, thing with Xbox with the, uh, what is it called where they uh, go in and uh, swap games? super yes. fast like it's, um, i can't remember I'm that function what is that called isn't it instant uh, stop instant re- no um it's called something uh, instant resume or yes something Xbox i think that's exactly what it is series x resume resume yeah. quick resume that's what it's quick called. resume there we go uh so yeah that is super cool to me um i now i i'm the type of person usually if i'm playing a game i'm not I don't really care to have something else open, but I like I like that I do. I am the type of person, though. I have played a game, stopped, quit, loaded up another game um, after not long into it. And I think that is cool to do quick resume for things like that. So that's that's really cool. I haven't seen if Sony has any type of feature like that. I don't think they do. I don't um, think so. Either. So, that, uh, so, you know, cool. Your 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 interface looks cool, but Xbox's implementing very cool systems into their interface. So. You got to take what you get. And I think uh, I think both consoles are going to be great. I'm excited for both. Yeah, me too. I think the UI is going to be a massive upgrade in both directions. So I'm I'm, I'm happy no matter what. Yeah, for sure. 
Okay, so where are we? Okay, we're going to skip that number four like you had said. Okay. I think that's great, okay great. to do so. Um, All right, so let me – do you want me to read this Marvel I'm gonna, Avengers? Oh, I'll go into that one. Um, okay. Since it kind of – since we're skipping. Uh, Marvel Avengers seeing massive player drop-off, and this is kind of written in the tea leaves on this podcast coming. We knew this was probably going to happen. This comes to you via Jordan Alleman at IGN. Marvel's Avengers boss confident players will return to the game after new content arrives. Crystal Dynamics studio head <laughs> Scott Amos said he's confident that players will return to Marvel's Avengers with new missions and modes promised to arrive in the weeks ahead. Amos issued a statement to Kotaku, who asked developer for comment on the light what appears to be be diminishing player base, particularly on Steam, where it is now peaking around 2,000 players a day and has been dropping to less than 1,000. We have a number of new content pieces coming through the few weeks ahead, including a totally new Warzone mission type called Tachyon Rifts, a new outpost that's jumping off point for story missions in the future in Ames Cloning Labs. Um, You know, I think this is kind of okay though right i mean it's 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 a single player game so isn't it like it's not multiplayer is it it is yeah it is multiplayer as well you can do okay. different missions it's kind of like destiny honestly it it's really it almost so it's not destiny like one, one cohesive one. it's not like a cohesive like just it's not like marvel spider-man with that story it's just no it's, it's a games it's, as a service yeah, it's a, it has a story and it's a games as a service. So it's kind of like Destiny, right? Where you go in, you do the same, the the campaign, right? And then it uh-huh. kind of spits you out, and you can do a lot of other activities, um, you know, and move through different heroes and different Avengers and different this and different that. And um, it it's just there's not enough content there. Um, apparently, the content's been bad since launch. Like the loot doesn't mean anything, and you can't have a games as service. Um, or why know, didn't they just make a, without a single player, a single player action adventure game where you can swap between the four or five Avengers, whoever you have, and then that's it. That's what they should have just done. Like, why are I they know. trying to make this a games as a service? That just never made sense to me. Dollar signs, my friend. They're seeing dollar yeah. signs. And, and so that's where I was kind of like, oh, it's OK for it to drop off. But if they're trying to make it a games as a service, yeah, that sounds like it's dead in the water. I mean, you're going to have to have real good content to bring people back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's going to have to be worth it. Yeah, for sure. So what's our, what's our next story, Kevin? All right. This is, this was kind of touched on in a different um, article, but this is from uh, VG247. Uh, Xbox can recoup the $7.5 billion Bethesda investment without going multi-platform, says Spencer. This is from Stephanie Noonley. Uh, Xbox Phil Spencer is confident that Microsoft can recoup the funds spent on acquiring Bethesda without releasing the studio's games to other consoles. Speaking with Kotaku, Spencer said, yes, Microsoft will be able to recoup its $7.5 billion investment without releasing Bethesda games such as Elder Scrolls VI on other consoles. Quote, I don't want to be flip about that. This deal was not done to take games away from other player base like that. He said, nowhere in, in the documentation that we put together was, how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to play games. But I'll also say in the model, I'm just answering directly the question that you had. When I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had, and we have xCloud and PC and Games Pass and other console base, I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us, whatever that means. Uh, end quote. 
So that is what Phil Spencer said. What do you read into this? I mean, do you think that he's going to keep them exclusive on Xbox or do you think that I hope so? Uh, yeah. I, I would fucking love to see it. I, that's some big dick energy that I think Xbox needs. Um, I would love. I he was just answering her the the interviewer's her question, question. Right. Um, uh, the writer at Kotaku, but it did spark this controversy that oh that means Bethesda games are not going to be on PS5. That's not what he said. Um, but I would like go for it, do it, take that's your studio now. You can do whatever the fuck you want with that. That that's technically your IP. Um, I mean, technically it's Bethesda Softworks IP, but you know what I mean. Like, I think it would right. be great to see that added competition. Nothing. Let, let me just, let me tell you something. Nothing makes things better than good competition. If there's good competition out there, it forces each side to do better. That's why you're seeing Microsoft do these things is because Sony has been killing it for the last six years and they're needing to up their game a little bit. And so that's where they, they went out and acquired Zenimax. And so I think, you know, good competition, we are all winners in the long run. Now, granted, I know there are people that are still just, and I get, I'm, I'm not talking about financial uh, abilities and, and, you know, if you can't afford to get both consoles, obviously, you know, get whatever you want to play. And get, if you can someday get both, if not, you know, I, I get that. I understand for certain players that only want to stick with one console because they don't have the financial means to, that would suck for them to not get to play those games. <clears throat> but for the majority of people, um, majority of people own more than one gaming device, whether it be a PS five and a PC, a PS five and an Xbox, PS five and, and a Nintendo switch, I think this is good uh, for gaming. Go ahead, Phil. Knock it out of the park. Put your dick on the table and say, you know what? You want to play Elder Scrolls 6? Come buy it on our system. Now, with that being said, I'm pretty sure, like, if Phil wanted to override Bethesda, he could. But Bethesda, in that contract, it states they have complete control on where they want their games to be played. So it's still in Bethesda's court if this game comes to PS5. Now. Phil could pull his dick out and say, you know, hey, it's, you're not you're not getting to play it whatsoever. Um, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to stick to what is in the contract and what is in the contract states that it is that is Bethesda still has complete control over their IPs. Yeah, I don't think I could have put it any better. Uh, I think that Xbox should if they want to. Um, why not? I mean, you paid almost seven billion dollars for this company. Like, why wouldn't you want them to be exclusive? Do I think they can make back all the money? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it will remain to be seen. Um, but if that's what they want to do, I mean, go for it. Why not? Take a shot. Make yeah. it happen. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely need to up their exclusives, right? They need to up what what does yes. not come to PlayStation. Um, I would like to see some. Maybe maybe they get like a new IP from Obsidian or something like that to, that could be exclusive only. Uh, but I, I think they definitely need to do that. Will they do that with Bethesda and, and Fallout and Elder Scrolls? Mm, I still don't think so. I think because if you think about it from a business perspective, the more consoles it's on, the, the, you know, they'll they Microsoft gets a cut from PS4 versions of Minecraft that are sold. So I think fiscally and economically speaking, it would make sense to put it on PS5. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I think it will be. I think most of them will come to PS5. There will be a few, I think, that they keep to Xbox. 
but I have a feeling those will most likely be the smaller. Uh, and and what titles. he's saying is is we don't need to put it on PS5 to make to break even with the amount of money that was spent on Cinema acquiring Zenimax. But I'm saying every 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 company, every CEO in this country is a capitalist and you want to make as much money at the end of the year. You want to make more money than you started out with. That's the end game of owning and running a business. And so uh, it financially speaking, it just makes sense to put it on PS five. Oh, absolutely. So, all right, that is going to do it up, wrap up for the news. Um, we're going to go over to our main topic this week. We, we kind of really didn't know where to go with main topic this week because it's just been such a short news week. We're leading in getting ready for these new consoles. Things are kind of winding down. Uh, the game awards have not released yet. Their, uh, nominees that's going to be released sometime in november uh so we're kind of just kind of giving up some generic topics um but our first main topic that we're going to kind of discuss is do you as a gamer feel gamer guilt if you do not finish a game kevin do you do you feel guilty if you you spend 60 dollars on a video game and you don't finish it absolutely yeah and and this is kind of uh, when i was talking about you know ghost of of tsushima earlier and that's this is how I feel. I feel guilty that I haven't finished it yet. I really enjoy the game. I think it's a great game. I just can't bring myself to finish it. I, I get bored playing it, but it's not because it's not entertaining. It's just I don't feel like playing it. So I, I it like makes me feel even more guilty um, that I haven't finished it. it. It's always in the back of my head. I boot up my PlayStation in the living room sometimes and I'm like, oh, this would be a really great time to, you know, to play some ghosts and uh, move through the story a little bit and get this and do that. Uh, and, you know, compose some haiku, which is one of my favorite parts of the entire game. But, you know, I I just can't. I, and I feel guilty. And it, it, this has happened with a lot of games. Um, I'm trying to think of, oh, Red Dead 2. I still feel guilt that I haven't played that game. It's on my it's on my backlog. But I, I just don't feel like playing it, really. It's so slow. And I... You know, I, I there are a lot of games that I feel guilty that I haven't finished yet. What about you? Do you feel as guilty as me? No. Um, and the reason for that is I view my gaming purchases. It's it's a gamble. It's it's like you're, you know, playing playing your luck in Vegas. Um, you can read a review. You can listen to somebody else's review on a video game. But until you actually go in and play it, it you know, your time is valuable. And, and if a game doesn't grab you, it doesn't grab you now. Granted, I th- I've made the argument on this podcast before. I think as gamers, we probably need to look at ourselves first and kind of stop spending vicariously on video games that we don't ever intend to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, one of one the second part of this question we're fixing to get to in a minute is how big is your backlog? And mine is uh, goddamn. Um, but it's <laughs> it's uh, you know if a, if I spend go and spend sixty dollars on a game and I don't enjoy it. That's not the developer's fault. I mean, sometimes it is, but uh, I'm the one that made the purchase, right? So I don't, I don't feel guilty about that. It, it sucks. It's not, you know, you don't, you want to get the most value out of every purchase you make for anything in entertainment wise, whether it's going out to eat at dinner, going out to have drinks with friends. Uh, you want the most bang for your buck. You try to anyway, every time. And and video games are no different. And 
So as far as feeling guilty, no, I do hate how big my backlog has become because of things like that. Um, but as far as a, as an actual guilt, like I don't feel bad about not finishing a game. Um, if a game is good enough to grab me to finish it, I'll finish it. Um, like I loved Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, I will say this. I have not completely rolled credits on that game, but I have finished enough of the story that I've I've I'm in the part to where I know what happened because red dead redemption two is a prequel, right? That's all I'll say. Yes. I'm at the part where I know what happens next, you know? So I don't really need to roll credits on the story. I would like to go back. I think I'm going to try to get that on next gen. That is going to be a game that I, I got very close to getting the platinum for, um, on PS4. And I think I'm, I'm going to definitely buy Cause you know, that game's going to come to PS5 and series X. Um, oh, absolutely. So, so I, I'll, I'll play that and I'll probably sink my teeth back into it again. And I would suggest that to you. I would just wait because it does take forever to load. It does. The frame rate is as for I cannot believe how well that game runs on a base PS4, let alone a PS4 Pro. Um, it still runs phenomenal and it looks great. But I would just, you know, why not? If you're given the opportunity, why not wait till you can play it on something better? Yeah, I'll probably wait. Hopefully it's like a free upgrade situation, but. I don't know. It's I doubt it. I, I, I don't it's know. Rockstar. It's it won't be. They'll make you pay it again. Um, Damn it! But you know, I don't. I don't feel guilty. There, there are games that I, I really wish I would have finished. I've got. I'd probably open my Steam library right now while we're chit chatting and and look at tons of games that I wish I could have finished. Uh, but because I haven't, doesn't you know th- that kind of just speaks to where I was at that point in gaming. Yeah. I mean, I've got a huge backlog too. There are a lot of games I want to play and, and want to finish and, you know, and then here I am playing Call of Duty. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, I have to be in the right mood and the right time. And, and I like playing single player games on my couch. Um, I don't really like sitting at my, at my desk to play them for some reason. Weird, but just a, just a preference thing. So I, you know, I, the living room has to be open and all this stuff's going on. So yeah, I'll get I'll get to it. I promise. I will finish those games. But it, I have a pretty uh, insane amount of gamer go, and I understand where you're coming from too. When you know you say it's a gamble, if you know this game's a gamble, it's a gamble whether you like it until you to play it. That is a hundred percent true. And uh, it's not that I've never, I haven't really necessarily looked at it that way. Um, I guess I've always just been like, oh, I'm I buy this game, I'm gonna like it, and I'm always disappointed if I don't. But you're right, it is a gamble. You never know. Yeah, for sure. Um, Kevin, how big is your backlog? It's pretty large. I mean, if we're talking like hours wise, it, it gets pretty crazy because I probably still have, God, like 45 hours of Persona 5 left. And mm-hmm. I probably have of Red Dead, I probably got a good 10, no, probably close to seven hours, depending on how I play it. Um, and with uh, Ghost, I don't even know. I, I haven't even unlocked part of the island yet, so I'm thinking I'm still pretty pretty new in in that. Um I'm trying to think I've got a lot about Bloodborne. I need to play Bloodborne, that's in my backlog. Um Yeah, I there are just so many games. I wanna yeah, go back th- and play Warframe too. I really want to get back into Warframe. The updates look incredible. Um but yeah. I just I can only play so much and right now. Uh, I think you said it the, not last week, but the week before is that I'm just kind of in a first person shooter kick right now, like competitive. I don't know why, but that's what that's what I'm what I want to play every day, you know? 
Yeah, it's I I feel you. Like I think the the bad thing about it is is when you're gamers like we are, we like everything. Now there's people that just play RPGs. There's people that just play JRPGs. There's people that just play shooters. Right. There's people that just play Call of Duty. Um, I play everything, and it sucks. Like I want to play everything, and but I we the thing about multiplayer games, and I think this is what really creates a lot of my backlog personally. Uh, multiplayer games and games as a service, uh, they require you to log in weekly to try and do some of these things. I'm fixing to get deep into Shadowlands uh, when it releases and then, you know, Destiny New Light. So both of those are very similar uh, games going to take up a lot of gaming time for me. And, you know, that and then trying to get in, you know, keep my skills in, in trying to play ranked Call of Duty. It's hard to have managed time for something like cyberpunk or red dead or these massive single player games. Um, one of my biggest things that I, I hate that that's why I like, I, I wish I had more time to play some of these games, but it's hard because you want to maintain a good social life and a good family life and, and things like that. But I, they're just looking at my PC alone, the games that I really want to go back and play, I need to finish South park, the stick of truth. I have not finished that. Um, Far Cry 5, I would like to finish eventually. Um, Dying Light is definitely a game that I would like to finish because I've heard that game's phenomenal. I can't ever, for some reason, that game just never gets its hooks into me and I cannot make it past the first couple of hours. Have you finished Dying Light? No, I can't get past the couple first couple hours either. I just I, I can't. And, do I've, it. I've, and I've heard it's really good, and I really want to finish Divinity Original Sin 2. I've, I've gotten so... I've put in... 66.5 hours on PC and Divinity wow. Original Sin 2. And I, you know, I haven't beat the game and I love that game and it's really fun. But I just, I I get sidetracked with a lot of these multiplayer games. And that's the thing that sucks is games as a service and multiplayer games. I would suggest if you can, if you don't be like me, try to pick maybe like one game. Like if you like playing Destiny, just play Destiny. And I, and I did get to the point where I got so much done in Destiny that I didn't need to play weekly, right? Like I could hop right. in to you know every other month when content gets dropped and then and that's the good thing about it once you catch up in games like those it's okay to 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 step away and play other things and it's i mean technically you can do whatever you want you can step away and play other things whenever you want but you feel obligated right when you're playing games as a service well especially when you start putting in all that time like i don't know with me when i start playing destiny or or division two or something right and it's it's a lot you have to go through there are missions to complete there are check marks to check there are all kinds of shit right and at what the more time you spend on it the more you want to feel the reward of having everything done so when you sit down to play you want to play destiny because you're making progress and you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and you know what you have to get and you know you know in order to get this exotic you have to you know do this mission and do that and you go here and talk to this person and gain this stupid fucking thing and you know go back and that's just how <laughs> destiny is but you know what i'm saying like you you want to get it done and there's some kind of interesting thing about that loop i think that really is enticing to people especially me i i love that sense of accomplishment yeah and you're accomplishing absolutely nothing but i think no. i'm the same way I, I'm, I'm like that with world of warcraft i'm like that with destiny um it is a big waste of time as all these games really are because you're essentially doing the exact same thing over and over again um one thing that i 
would like to do um, here coming up that I'm going to do is I've got a lot of horror games that are on my uh, backlog and I like playing scary games in October, obviously for obvious reasons. Um, But because I'm on quarantine, I am actually thinking about um, here over the next couple of days, since I can't work and I'm not going to be able to do anything. I think here around nighttime, I'm going to stream. I'm going to try and play through outlast one and outlast two uh, Resident Evil 2 remake and on um, stream those and 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 just kind of work through some of the backlog amnesia and and some of these scary games that I've refused to have put off for so long and that way I can beat them and completely uninstall them. That's actually really great. Um, I'm excited that you're doing that. I can't stream at the moment. My my Mac's not being compatible with certain things, but I was thinking about doing that um, before everything kind of shit the bed. I mean, I could stream just from my PS4. Um, but yeah, I mean, the quality's not really the same, but I, I don't know. I might right. end up doing that, but that's a really good idea. I'll be excited to tune in and, and watch that. Yeah. I think I, I, I like, I, I think let's plays are really f- cool to watch, but let's plays of scary games are really fun to watch. And, and I, I, I think I don't necessarily get too afraid where I'm not going. I don't want to play them, but I think if I'm streaming it and I know that I may have one or two people watching me, it kind of helps me to chat with somebody and be like, okay, what do you think? Should I go this way or that way? Or like help me get through this (laughs) because it's terrifying. Um, But if you've never played the games outlast, they're very fun. Um, There's no combat. It's, it's uh, you know, your only source of light is a night vision camera and very, very, very cool games. uh, Terrifying games. Um, so I'm excited to go into those. Maybe we should get a little Friday the 13th. Uh, run I thought about asking you to do that, but I didn't know how, if you would be into that, like if we could go back to where it all began for us and, and that would uh, be fun. I think some, we should play some Friday the 13th. Uh, for those that don't know me and Kevin, we first became friends. We met playing Friday the 13th, the video game when it came out, that game is so shitty, but it's so uh, there's something so, so uh, it's, it's got a lot of heart and a lot of character and it's a lot of fun actually once you actually get good we're gonna be so terrible at that man like the controls we're gonna be we're, we're not gonna know it's what to janky do. too it's janky the it's janky as janky. hell oh yeah i miss it it's a fun game um kind of moving on and i am cracked up earlier by what you typed in the google doc here for this question <laughs> but uh if you could be any character from a video game who would you be and why and go so ahead and say what, what I you typed wrote. <laughs> what I typed in immediately was triangle boob Laura Croft. <laughs> the first thing that came to my head, if I could be one video game character, it would be the triangle PS1 version of Lara Croft. Um, so, so yeah, good. all joking aside, I, I, I thought long and hard about this question. Um, I'm interested to see what you have to say. Uh, cause I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I want you to answer it in full regard of the world. You're going to have to live in that world too. And it's right, not like you're just right. being this person. And I think that I would choose Nathan Drake from uncharted, uh, because who doesn't want to be like an Indiana Jones badass, yeah. um, who, you know, gets to do all of these cool pl- things, go to these cool locations and, uh, you know, save the world, get the girl, all that shit. Um, I just think that Nathan Drake is a really great character. And um, he, you know, spoilers for the end of Uncharted 4. Uh, so if you haven't played Uncharted 4 and you live under a rock, you may want to skip fit 10 or 15 seconds when I say that he ends up retiring, uh, essentially, and hanging it up. So that 
that I think storyline is really compelling to me as well, knowing that it wouldn't be an eternal loop of something <laughs> like it would have a beginning, that's, a middle and an yeah, end. <laughs> I, I guess that's I, that, I didn't even that's a good way to look at it is to be like, yeah, like, I, I know that he lives in the end, so I can exactly. be um, you know, I like that answer a lot. Uh, I guess if I'm picking just someone with a lot of character and story, I, I'm going to have to go Geralt of Rivia because why, why wouldn't I pick someone who's super strong, who's a badass that can, has all these powers and he fucks like a rabbit. <laughs> like you know, all he does is get, all, all he does is get laid. He goes out and he get he gets more, he gets more at tail than monsters that he kills. So it's like that yeah. yeah, Geralt of Rivia probably. Um, that's a good but, one too. I think as far as just being a video game hero, I would really love to live in the world. And I, this kind of sucks because the world sucks, but uh, to live and be a guardian in destiny, like would just yeah, be very, be cool. very cool to me. Like just that space age, getting to fly in your ship, hang out with your ghost, have the uh, quirky comments and funny, funny banter you could have with somebody like that. And I, I, I really think living in destiny would be, would be choice. Yeah, that would be a really cool world too. I'm trying to think of like another really interesting game world that I would want you to. You know what would be I the mean... worst? <laughs> Fucking Mario. <laughs> oh my god. Just, just being a plumber like that hits his head on blocks trip. all the time. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Your best friend's a mushroom. You can't uh... smoke or eat it. <laughs> You're just <laughs> yeah, Mario Mario just... would be terrible. You're a plumber and you have to Mario. go in a, a pipe. And you fight turtles all day long. Yeah, that sounds awful. That does really sound uh, awful. Doom sound Doom would be just as awful, uh, I think. Oh, that'd be the most that'd be the worst. Yeah, Doom would be awful. But I I saw the best the best description for the most badass comment about any video game I've ever seen was it was a it was a quote. It said uh Dark Souls sucks. Or it said what did it say? It said Dark Souls, you're stuck in a room with demons. Doom demons are stuck in a room with you like i love that <laughs> i love that quote so much yeah that is that's is pretty accurate too it's just so powerful but dark Doom. dark souls would be terrible like that would be oh, just horrible just to die 400 times a day <laughs> yeah and just from the little bit i played of detroit become human i think living in that world would suck too well it's detroit <laughs> well i mean anybody's from detroit, I guess. they have no they have no water and everything's on fire like maybe detroit become human wouldn't be that bad compared to detroit detroit 2020 right oh my god that's really funny i didn't even think about that if you're listening uh, and you live in detroit we are detroit. sorry we're not trying to make yeah. fun of you but man i've heard detroit sucks yeah but you could move if you really wanted to <laughs> i mean yeah it's like, just get out of there just like run, what was joe run, rogan's joke <laughs> Joe Rogan's joke that one time he was like, he's like, uh, excuse me, do you know those shoes you're wearing are made in sweatshops by someone that's making 10 cents an hour? And Joe Rogan's just like, uh, well, they should probably quit. <laughs> it sounds to me, <laughs> sounds to me like they're getting fucked. <laughs> what to oh, do, man. what to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Sounds like they, they should fucking quit. Oh, oh man. That's great. You know, I think this is probably going to be a short podcast this week. We we it was very slow slow news week. We're we're getting down to where the end of a console generation. There's just not a lot happening. Um, so we, we apologize. Have so much good content coming with the PS5 release, oh, yeah. with the Xbox release, with I mean, there's just going to be so much to do and talk about, and and it's it's a really exciting time to be a gamer. And I really think this next generation is going to just 
I think it's going to bring a lot more people in too. I think there are going to be a lot more people gaming because of the prices. And so it's been light this week, but man, there's so much stuff to talk about coming up in the future. Yeah, for sure. And so we, we hope that you enjoyed it. This very short, but very, uh, Quality content, we hope, podcast. Um, write in, give us more to talk about, uh, like David from Ohio did, at remotegamingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we will see you guys next week. I am Joseph King. I'm Kevin Corkum. And remember, Later. wear that mask. Wear that mask because it sucks not being able to smell or taste anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>